time for the October 21st, 2011 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Ah, listen to our doggy. Mm-hmm. Come here, Mahler. Come here, Mahler. Oh, Good boy. Yeah, give us a bark. Give us a bark. More bark. More barking. Yeah. Oh, oh. See, when I say it, he stops. Yeah? I said more barking, and he stopped. He doesn't like well, me. Well, it's your tone. He, 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 Dogs pick just, up on tone yeah, a lot. Think he likes me. He well, likes yeah, but you. You know you what? Said, for sure. If you said more barking, no, see, you have to say it that way. For, for you sure. can't say more barking. He thinks he's... For sure, if if he likes you better. That, I, that's a given. You well, spend more time with him. I'm a dog. Okay. But, yeah, you spend more time with him, too. Yeah. So, there. All right. So, big uh, news. Big, big, big news. Well, the big news that they're printing, the big news that comes off and what is that 60-point... That teletype machine that you have in your in your room? Yeah, 60-point yeah. font in the L.A. Times, yeah. whatever it was. That the was screaming headline. Screaming headline was... Uh, death to, Ka- to Gaddafi, I think Something it said. like that, yeah. yeah. Death to the infidel, I yeah. think is what it said. Uh, yeah, he's gone. Uh, but not uh, and will not be missed, I don't think. But yeah, Muammar Gaddafi was pulled out of a drainage ditch. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of the footage? No, I don't usually watch that spectacle. <sighs> I understand when people are are being killed, and when why do I want to watch? Well, I, I yeah, was, that's why I don't go to stock car races. Well, it was tastefully done on one station, in the sense that you got you got in a few seconds you got what was going on. They didn't linger on it, but uh, he definitely been shot in the head and yeah. was still alive, uh-huh. and people were. We're knocking him around, and it was pretty grim. Mm-hmm. So, so I bet you when he's dying, he's thinking, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." You know, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, <laughs> you gotta wonder. You know, he's probably thinking, you know, uh oh, yeah, know, this is it. I mean, I don't think there's any feelings of I wish I hadn't done that. How ridiculous! These people are just venting their own frustrations and showing their own lack of evolution, as as we do all the time. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the people who were slapping him around. Yeah. I was thinking What's to myself. Up with that? I was thinking to myself, what is this guy? Kill who's, him! Kill who's, him! Who's on the on the hood of a car being knocked around with a bullet in his head? Muammar Gaddafi, a billionaire at one yeah. point, a world leader, was taken seriously, and now is being dragged, literally dragged through the streets of Sirte. I mean, it's. It. I. I just wonder in his mind, is he thinking? You know, maybe I could have taken a different path. We love our torture. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah anyway, so. You know, Mahler, you know, speak of the devil. Yeah. Our little friend Mahler. Yeah. Yeah. Mahler was uh, kind of upset, just to change the tone here, mm-hmm. about oh. the uh, Irvine Ordinance or the law. What Irvine Ordinance? The, uh, well, here, let me read something yes, for please. you. Yes, please. I'd like to know. Animal activists, including one man dressed in a head-to-toe dog costume, cheered last week when Irvine City Council members banned the retail sale of cats and dogs. Oh yeah, that's so the... you can no longer sell a cat or a dog uh, as a, in a store. Well, yeah, here in Irvine, no pet stores, no pet stores. Well, uh, pet unless... stores, but only pet accessories, right? And let, or know, unless you sell lizards means. or something. Yeah, you know, pet you can... needs, pet needs. Yes, yeah. there are pet accessories there. Yeah, and there's a whole gambit of of pet paraphernalia and sustenance. Yeah, good. Yeah. So you can buy drugs there for your pet. Well, I... You can buy collars there for your pet. You can buy little beds for your pet. Did, can you buy... But let's you can't say, buy a pet there. What could you buy? Let's say your dog had glaucoma. Mm-hmm. 
Could you buy medicine for his glaucoma? No, you'd need a prescription for that. You need to see the vet. The state. Yeah. The state. Do you have some glaucoma you'd like taking care of? Well, I do. I if my dog had glaucoma, I you know I would help. Tell that would help. Yeah, that would help for him. So, what's your? I'm just compared to Muammar Gaddafi. Hmm. How do you rank these stories in importance? In terms of importance. Yeah. Well, if you're if you own a pet store yeah. in, in Irvine. Yeah. It probably is right up there with, well, it's probably ahead of the Muammar Gaddafi. Uh, well, I would uh, say, in general, it might have a more lasting impact on our lives uh, than the uh, Muammar Gaddafi death. Hmm. Okay. I, I think the man was out of power, right? Mm-hmm. But he was a name we remember. Yeah. So we want to uh, have some sort of celebration or some sort of marking of this yeah. uh, pretty much what was now defunct leaders, death. But I don't think it will have that much of an impact on people who live in Irvine on their ability to get animals as pets. I don't. No, 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 I don't think that. But I think as far as, as a, a benchmark mm-hmm. of, of how we treat animals, mm-hmm. I think it might go uh, advance that a little bit. I'm, I, I'm not I, really sure, but yeah. they're not accessories. Right. I, I don't know what other animal you can, you know, you can't buy a human or a baby at a... Uh, at a store, uh, yeah, you can't yeah. go down to South Coast Plaza or Fashion Island and, and pick up an a, you know, adopted child. Right, I would. would I, be, I think I would be a little bit against that. And the, the, uh, something that's living, it's you know, I'm not comparing an adopted child to a dog, right. but they're both of life. Mm-hmm. You would think that maybe we would kind of have a little bit more of an introduction to what it is that you're taking on here, so we don't have people returning their pets that they got at Christmas. Returning them by Valentine's Day saying, I had no idea that taking care of a dog was so much work. And they pee on the carpet. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, well, and I, yeah, and it, just to give you some sense of the this sort of, I'll call it a movement, if you won't, to essentially eradicate the sale of animals yeah. in pet stores. Um, in the very conservative, I'm not just talking politically, but just socially in every other way, Corona Del Mar, they opened, they opened a pet store. Yeah. Uh, right there by the Starbucks, for those who live in the area, will know. Right there, and there was picketing out in front of that damn store, like yeah. every day. Well, and they people do, did they not. Do, yeah, they do have the farms. Yeah, and they, and yeah, they yeah, do that's what it is. put them under in yeah. conditions that yeah. really aren't great for animals. Right. A right. lot of them end up with diseases, and some of them who aren't sold are put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there. Well, I'm. I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but. There are enough animals in the world for, for more than all of us to have. Yeah, enough doggies, that's for sure. Doggies and cats, yeah. anyway. And so the need to sell them to make to profit from this is, uh, yeah, seems a little over the top. Okay, so we've decided that, that banning the uh, sale of dogs and cats is bigger news than the death of a, of a leader who was on his way out. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I don't know how uh, his his death impacts things in the future, but I think it might turn out worse. And well, that's what's not being really pumped up here. It's, it's right. kind of turned into a celebration, whereas we're letting a bunch of... Uh, we're letting. That was the wrong way to put it. There are a group of folks that are um, now feeling a sense of entitlement as far as leadership and yeah. control goes. And I don't know... For the pictures I've seen of them, they... Seem to like to shoot things. They do, and then yeah. the thing is, there's the you know it's it goes back as far as there have been dictators, but one of the quote unquote advantages, and I say that in and you know in 
only being facetious in that in that that they that they do is they hold down these tensions within c- countries. Now, good yeah. leaders let these tensions play out in a way that are productive. Dictators don't. Yeah. And what has happened over forty-one years of of running Libya is yeah. there are very different tribes of people and or different sections of of uh, people in Libya who do not get along at all. Yeah. In fact, they haven't fought together against Gaddafi. So it'll be very interesting to see. And there's a north-south um, divide that's very, very uh, distinct. Yeah. Uh, if you notice, the people being arrested yesterday in CERT were almost all African looking and more African looking than Arab. Uh, and that's because Gaddafi cultivated a strong army of people from the southern part of Libya, which mm. he was able to exploit. So there are these big tensions going on right now, and uh, it will be interesting to see. Now, the United States is hoping we get a lot of free oil from this thing, and that's, I think, or cheap oil, and that's what they're hoping. So, yeah. <sighs> oh, well, can, can I just want real quick thing about the Libyan thing, which I yeah, find interesting, and it's really nothing to do with what happened yesterday. But at one point prior to the airstrikes in Libya, the United States was considering a cyber attack against Gaddafi and his air defense yeah. systems. There was a lot of discussion, but it never happened. According to the New York Times, the goal was to essentially a computer-based assault that would have broken the Libyan um, government's computer network. The reason that they decided not to go forward with it because of a dangerous precedent it would set that it would result that could result in similar attacks carried out by Russia or China in the future. So mm. they decided not to go forward with it. It's an interesting just sort of the the options that were available and we'll see how that all plays out later on, but that that's that's that. There is danger up ahead. Is there Will Robinson? There may be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Norway's national oil giant Statoil. Huh. I bring up this only because you were mentioning that oil plays a large factor in many of these conflicts. Mm-hmm. Announced its acquisition of Brigham Exploration for $4.4 billion. Now, that is in North Dakota and Montana. So a Norwegian company is buying up the shale rights to uh, properties in North Dakota and Montana, mm. which means we're going to have a whole lot of fracking going on. There's going to be fracking, and they say yeah. it much nicer than we do. How do they call What do they call, they call frack? it? They call it Yeah. Frocken? Frocken. Frocken. <laughs> We love the frocken, and and Frock? if you yeah, we love the frocken, the frocken. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I I and again I, I'll go back to something we reported on months ago, which is that this could be fool's gold. This natural gas boom, shale. I'm not so sure about shale is similar, but yeah. not quite the same thing as the natural gas, the, yeah. the fracking and all. Yeah. Uh, it there's been a, a number of different stories that I've seen randomly that basically say that this isn't the big. This isn't the be-all and end-all yeah. and the environmental damage. And by the way, there are some people who believe uh, talking – scientists are talking about the earthquake in North Carolina North along the east, remember, on the east Coast a couple – about a month uh-huh. or so ago. You're saying that was frac-related? They are starting to believe that this is causing some shifting in the, in, in, well, in, in the earth. And also – and they, I mean, you were, it, you were it, removing a, uh, a physical object yeah. in the form. I mean, you're blowing other yeah. uh, erodive – you know, material out of the yeah, where you're eroding yeah. structures under the ground right. by blowing the water through. There, there was just yeah. a, even though it's contained in some but, but there was an, another. Or there was an earthquake in Texas. Yeah, they're having earthquakes where they've never, or never, they haven't had earthquakes uh-huh. in decades. Who's picking up the bill for those? So I'm just throwing I'd that see out. A there. nice spicy lawsuit on that. I'm throwing that out there to the to the ether to let people know that this is you know buyer beware as we move forward. Nathan Callahan versus Stat Oil. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Class action, baby. Class action. That's where the money is. Money. Money, money, money. money. You know, we never talked about Warren Buffett. No, not much. And I think it's worth going over a little bit and the the Buffett rule. Mm. And that that he should pay more into taxes than a secretary. Is that the Buffett rule? Yeah, higher yeah. percentage. Whatever. Yeah, he should be paying more taxes than his workforce. In fact, there's a little, you know, if you want to go through uh, what he actually said. Last year, my federal tax bill, the income tax I paid, as well as payroll taxes paid by me on my behalf, was $6,938,744. Sorry. $6,938,744. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. But what I paid was only 17% of my taxable income. I'm not speaking from Nathan here. I'm speaking in the voice of Warren Buffett. Yeah. That's actually a lower percentage than was paid by any of the other 20 people in our office. Okay. Okay. A lower percentage. Their tax burdens range from 33% to 41%. He's paying 17%. So almost, not quite, but almost yeah. half of the lowest other yeah. rate in his office. Now, uh, and President Obama has stepped forward, and this is what he said, this compare and contrast. Uh, let's see here. Let me find it. That's a long quote. <laughs> Any reform should follow another simple principle. Middle class families shouldn't pay higher taxes than millionaires and billionaires. That's Okay. You know, it's funny. I have this quote in here, mm-hmm. but I don't have the beginning of it. Mm. So I'm all screwed up. I'm That's trying okay. to find the quote. And here it is. Okay. It is wrong that in the United States of America, a teacher or a nurse or a construction worker who earns who earns $50,000 should pay higher tax rates than somebody pulling in $50 million. And that's what President Obama, that's the defining statement of what he refers to as the Buffett rule. Yeah. Now, how you interpret that is what's up for debate now. Yeah. But it seems kind of straightforward to me, and it seems like a a very loyally thing to do to want to parse here. Yeah. What we're saying is that Warren Buffett should be paying maybe 30%, and so should his workers. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe lower theirs down a little bit, raise his up a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's a percentage of money. Mm Mm-hmm. That seems fair. I I don't think you have you would argue with me. I'm on not that. arguing. We have at nowhere all. to go. No, I'm just saying, and I agree. I I, I this what he's going to run on as for in his presidential campaign. Yeah. One of the things that he's going to, it, while the economy's bad, we've got to start you know sharing the burden. Everyone, I think that 80 percent of the American people polled on this say yes, raise the rates, make it fair. Uh, there's this is the crack. This is the part that drives me insane. Is that these calculations, uh, these polling results, have been consistent since the basically since people realized how bad the economy was, and yet no political significant political party or political figure seems to be willing to pick it up and yeah. run with it. I don't yeah. get it. In in case anyone wonders, perhaps what the Occupy Wall Street people are saying, <laughs> this would be one of them. Yes. This would be one. It's it's a very you know we can debate as to what the percentages are of what income tax we all should pay, yeah. but we should all should pretty much pay the same percentage. That's a good way to judge if something is fair. Mm-hmm. You yeah. do yeah. your percent of the work. Listen, the this per- isn't an amusement park you're entering. Part of the reason you have the capital you have is based on the infrastructure that this country provided you. Exactly. Not, o- not only in human resources, but in the physical resources exactly. we have here. Yeah, exactly. And that is why you're paying a higher percentage. Yeah. And if you don't own up to that, 
then you're a cheater and a fraud, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And an, and you're not a patriot. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Not All a this flag waving that goes on around this. This is crazy. No. Yeah. You're not a patriot. Yeah. You're you're a avid avid avid. Oh, I can't say the avid? word. Avid. <laughs> avid. No, no. I have not ever heard of that no, phrase no, before. No. You're an avid avid avid, and don't you forget it. No, come on. An advocate? No. An right, adherent? It. Greedy. I was trying to say greedy. Avarice. Avaristic. I was avaristic. trying. To, I couldn't get it. I'm sorry. Wow. You're an avaristic, greedy, self-centered. Mike Slapdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> You're an Ava. I Ava, couldn't say Ava. it. I know. Ava. I was. No. I love that band. You're, Ava. Ava. No, I was just. You're I mean, an avaristic. Yeah. Greedy. Yeah. Traitor. Traitor. Treasonous traitor. How's that? Yeah. redundant but we're, we're, uh, try, we're trying to be fair here this is the best we know how uh, you, you you are dependent on what we're what everybody's building around this country yes uh, if if you don't want to be then really take everything somewhere else i was having a stroke you were i just a little one just really? a minor one that whole thing no you weren't okay. I had, i've had those since i was like five <laughs> If it's a stroke, it's nothing to worry no, about. No, it's nothing. A little one. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, yeah, that's. You want some cold water? A <laughs> compress? A compress. I yeah. don't know what I want. Yeah. All right. But yeah, so hopefully now that uh, Barack Obama has seen the 99% occupied. That's good well, radio, Mike, a stroke. You can't get better than that. <laughs> you can't. You know, nothing better for the audio ears, <laughs> yeah. for the ears of the listening public than watching, listening to someone who can't speak. Uh-huh. But, uh, and, and I mean, that thing would be all over the internet. <laughs> Despite frosty relations with the titans of Wall Street, President Obama still managed to raise far more money this year from the financial and banking sector than Mitt Romney or any other Republican presidential candidate, period. I know. I know. Yeah. So something's going on. There's some deals being made. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if uh, I just think who introduced who to whom. I but. think part of that is that Wall Street likes to bet on a winner. They, they like to bet on the guy they think, like, they've done some handicapping, and I think they realize the chances are Barack Obama will be reelected. Yeah. Nobody, not even in the Republican Party do people like Mitt Romney, and he's going to win the nomination. Or well, for that matter, they're afraid of Rick Perry. And they're, I, oh, they I, yeah, should I be. I think the big money is afraid yeah. of, of Rick I th- Perry. I assume, I'm hoping, big that money. smart money has finally had enough of stupid people running the country. I hope that that's... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think with Bush, they realized they had a useful fool, and they had Dick Cheney there as the backup to yeah. make sure that things went yeah. according the to enforcer. plan. enforcer. Yeah, to make yeah. sure things went according to plan. But yeah. I think increasingly there's a realization that putting stupid people in charge of the government will hurt business. It does actually hurt business. Yeah. So, what uh, hurts operations of all government? Yeah. You, you want some predictability. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's some of that is. By the way, speaking of Wall Street— uh, they just uh, city city group uh, had to pay the SEC that would be the Securities and Exchange Commission three hundred no two hundred eighty five million dollars in a settlement going back to them allegedly selling one billion dollar investment product in two thousand seven without warning the the investors that it was a they were using the instrument to to bet against them. So city group sold something to a bunch of investors uh-huh. while at the same time yeah, yeah. betting it would fail. Yeah. No, yeah. And so that's this fraud. Is, this kind of fraud is this this allegation's been made earlier on. Yeah. And and now it's it's, now, it's moving along. Well, and now they're starting to indi- they're starting to question people. Uh yeah. the to their credit the uh the feds are starting to subpoena the state of California as well. Are starting to subpoena people to come in and say, "By the way, what happened?" So we'll see how that goes, but yeah. that, that's I thought that was a good some good news. Well, and you know, just for what it's worth, 
Oh, by the I, way, they, I they don't. Re- don't I'm sorry. I just had to throw this in, and as always happens with these settlements, Citigroup uh, basically said, "Well, we're not acknowledging we did anything wrong." They always say that. Or just for what it's worth, Speaking and to throw this reason. in, yeah. Back to uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Occupy Wall Street would not approve. I could speak mm-hmm. for all of Occupy Wall Street right now of of uh, Citibank's position in this. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we would want to see some sort of. Uh, uh, fairness here, yeah. and fairness to the people that Citibank is is uh, fraudified. Fraudified, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, they're they're going to pay a lot of money, but unfortunately, a lot of these uh, companies and these financial institutions, this is the price of doing business. Yeah. they sort of factor it in. Well, yeah, yeah. when we get caught, yeah. we're going to have to pay. Out. It's only a percentage, though. Yeah. it's only a percentage right. of how much we made, right. which would be all of what you made plus a fine. Right. And I think the people, would, you know, Occupy Wall Street would. Oh, I don't have to think; they would. I speak for all of Occupy <laughs> Wall Street. I think I and, know and, you're right. And and if the mainstream media doesn't get that. Gosh, I wonder if they have friends hmm. who would be harmed by hmm. such a thing. Are they owned by most of these yeah. uh, major media organizations are owned by financial Up institutions. Up in Sinclair, I forget the quote exactly, but it was it's the most hard. It's most hard to convince a man to change his mind when his pocketbook depends on it not being changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's what's happening at uh, at Wall Street, and that's what Occupy Wall Street is trying to do, at least to show some of those people just how yeah. uh, ugly uh, and and ham fisted and embarrassing they've been to the rest of the world. Ninety nine percent, baby. Um, by the way, I'm gonna I'm going to be audacious and audacious. say and say I speak for for uh, the Wall Street Occupy people and say. That as much as this is about the financial nuts and bolts, getting accountability into the system and and, uh, even prosecution, I also think that one of the reasons they have really resisted defining their demands is um, it's about power. Being there sends a signal that they want power, the people that are doing the occupation. They want some share in how things go. And by, by just literally standing there, they are saying, we want the powerful to be accountable. Mm-hmm. We are here to make them accountable, and I think that's a very powerful statement. And and I, and I'm and on one level, I'm glad they have not come out with a well, point like a, you know, Huron statement or something. Yeah, yeah. But, well, they they are literally by their presence a manifestation of the uh, uh, of the just their the. Uh, discomfort mm-hmm. that the rest of the nation feels. Mm-hmm. They're trying to impose that discomfort on the very people who have caused it. Right, right. Because, uh, yeah, and discomfort is a soft word. I was groping around for something. It is it is a crime. What has happened uh, with a lot of uh, financial transactions right. on Wall Street, a lot of those uh, transactions are crimes. Right. People should be punished for what they're doing. And and it's unfortunate that we spend so much time enforcing laws like, say, against marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call right, it, right. and and not against people who cheat the entire country out of billions of dollars. I it, it's astonishing to me why why we would we would put our resources in that particular there, way. There is something. That's even more of a crime to me, and that is that most of the things that happen on Wall Street during the lead up to the crash 
were not criminal offenses. Yeah. Not that they weren't unethical, well, no, not no, that no. they didn't deserve to be called, not that they weren't criminal activity, but they've so rigged well, you the say system. Most of, yeah, but, but a fair amount were. Yeah. I would say maybe, I, I'm talking about the people who really did commit crimes. Yeah. To, not to, not to, people yeah. who hedged around and got away with it. They, you're right. They, they write the laws very broadly. Yeah. But at the same time, there, there were plenty of crimes committed. Not even the people who commit the crimes are prosecuted. They right. only pick out one person to give as an example. They don't do a, yeah, they don't do a clean flush of the system. Right. I, I imagine that 60% took advantage of laws that were unfair to the rest of us. If not, a, you know, 80%, right. maybe 5% were guilty of criminal activity. Outright criminal. Yeah. 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 And, and I would say... <laughs> This is totally, you know, made up figures, but, you know, a 0.5% of those have actually been punished for if. crimes that we know they committed. Yeah, if that. Yeah. I mean, really. Blah, and, blah, blah. Well, and we know, I mean, we now know there's so, so much, there's more, there's a documentary coming, there's more information all the time, kind of, uh, sort of, uh, um, criminal, what do they call forensic criminology, going back and looking at the... There are people that are called fr- forensic accountants who go back uh-huh. and they just essentially re- reverse engineer these transactions. Yeah. And they now know that, yeah, this was, these were criminal activities. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It was kind of... It was the insider trading ty- type of stuff. Yeah. And I think we could broaden that law to include other transactions, the insider trading of information that that puts to a disadvantage the people... Who are do, really doing the investing? Uh, so this causes a great anxiety in this country, Mike. Yeah. And as a result, the most recent statistics about antidepressant use in the United States show that 11% of Americans ages 12 and under take antidepressants. Say that percent. Say it again. 11% 12 and under antidepressants. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. About a quarter of women ages 40 to 59 take them. That explains a lot. Explains a lot? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you know, just this is a follow up, and I don't know, you know, if to to tie these together. I'm going to just read this straight, okay? Mm -hmm. An unprecedented study that followed several thousand undergraduates through four years of college found that large numbers didn't learn the critical thinking, complex reasoning, and written communication skills that are widely assumed to be at the core of a college education. So these are college students that, in a study found, or that are found not to have the skills that one would think they would have. Many of the students graduated without knowing how to sift fact from opinion. This is what frightens me the most here. Make a clear written argument or objectively review conflicting reports of a situation or, a, or an event. In other words, they couldn't form their own uh, view of this. They had to get it from someone else. The students, for example, couldn't determine the cause of an increase in neighborhood crime or how best to respond without being swayed, without being swayed by emotional testimony and political sw- spin. That's what they were swayed by. Someone telling them what they saw rather than what they actually saw. They didn't have the spirit, I guess, to, to oppose the authority that was telling them, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Exactly, exactly. I tell you, this is the one thing that drives me insane when I talk to people, even people that I generally agree with, but mostly with people I don't agree with, and that is conservative Republicans. 
That's what that translates to. What this? Uh, and that is. Who's, who's, wait, hold on. Just name back. somebody. No, no. Who are conservative Republicans? People that generally we get, when I get into a political disagreement, it's yeah, going to be usually okay. somebody who's a political conservative. I'm right there. And uh, oftentimes they will cite it's what Ronald Reagan was so good at. He will talk about an anecdote. Yeah. Well, there's this woman who's cheating the welfare system, who's buying, you know, has five Cadillacs, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And then people go, oh, my God, let's do away with welfare. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, and this yeah. is the, I mean, I, and there's, but there's does littered throughout the political landscape of one thing. And I'll, I've said this before. We've had this discussion. Three strikes law. God forbid. I'm mean, polyclass. She died horrible. It was awful. So let's upend the entire judicial um, prison system yeah. because of the well, tragedy I'm, of one poor girl. On I'm, the other hand, you don't see uh, anyone shutting down Wall Street because one right. person broke the law. Right. One person didn't get it right. <laughs> and this happens all over all over <laughs> the world. People don't get it right. People cheat. Yeah. But but when somebody cheats on welfare, we have to shut the whole thing down. When somebody cheats at Wall Street, we look the other way. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And that's because they're told that these are the job creators, and, that these are the engine of America. These now, are, this that, is the American now, dream. But, but, but you've been so so people see this. Yeah. They don't have critical they don't. thinking. They can't look at that statement and go, that's one person and people make mistakes. Are you blowing this out of proportion yeah. here it's yeah. for the effect of swaying a vote? Well, it's been, and, the, yeah. and, you know, the, the emotional tie. It's been the Republicans' um, main argument against government. They'll find, oh, mm. well, somebody wasted some m- money here and there, so let's do away with government. No, let's fix the problem, and let's reform that system so that it doesn't happen again. Let's not kill everybody in government because of it. Very good. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Oh, Whatever. my goodness. Yeah, President Obama announced he was sending 100 armed military advisors to Central Africa. Yeah. To combat the Lord's Resistance Army. Yes. Yeah. Now, those people scare me. Yeah. Those are... Uh, that, is that Uganda? That's where they... Uganda. They're, they're killing gay people there, too, now. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, killing a lot yeah. of people. Just, I mean, just for <laughs> hell of it, I think, you know. They're, that's scary yeah. stuff. Well, does this... Is this... Subject- they're like a Rick Perry presidency. <laughs> Yeah. It's like the te- Republic of Texas going yeah. international is basically what it is. Bada bing. Just kidding. Uh, just kidding, Rick. Okay. We love you. I hope you are the nominee. I swear I get up every no, morning some and of my I favorite people are from Texas. God. Yeah. I love Jake Bacon. No, you know? Jake, Jake Bacon is from Texas. There you you go. Know? I love Jim Hightower. Yeah. Jim Hightower is from, yeah. from Texas. Yeah. Right? There's, a, there's a lot of good Kinky, people. Some of my favorite musicians Kinky Friedman. are from Austin. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um yeah. It's kind of like they, they're like California was in the 60s or in the 70s, you know, with, with uh, on one hand, you know, forget Jerry Brown. We had Reagan. We had Reagan. Yeah. We had Reagan. We had a we had a basket of crazy. And on the other hand, we had, you know, a lot of very progressive thinkers here and, and amazing scientists. <laughs> and we were pushing yeah. a lot of, yeah. Austin, for lack of a better word, envelopes. Austin needed is awesome. Pushing. Austin is awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, it. And, uh, and so, Anywho, yeah, okay. Lord's Resistance Army. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Republic of Texas. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. For two for more than two decades, Obama wrote in a letter to Congress, the Lord's Resistance Army has murdered, raped, and kidnapped tens of thousands of men, women, and children in Central Africa. Yeah. yeah. And then you know what Rush Limbaugh said? And I don't want to do his voice. How would Rush Limbaugh speak <laughs> if he had a clothespin attached to his testicles? <laughs> That's how I'm gonna deliver this. <laughs> Lord's resistance armies and children. The Christians. 
They're Christians. Lord's Resistance Army are Christians, said Rush Limbaugh on his radio program. They are fighting the Muslims in Sudan. Is that what he... Really? Yeah. So he, he likes these uh, Lord's Resistance, Resistance Army people, I guess. You know, I, that would... His statement there... Oh. Makes you think that maybe yeah, maybe maybe somebody left and out so all this. And so he's upset that yeah. Obama sent in U.S. Uh, yeah. troops to yeah. combat. Well, I I can understand not wanting to see troops there. I I mean I can kind of understand that. I'm not saying that's my position. I can understand yeah. that. But then to say that these people are the the they're uh, killing Muslims. Yeah, they're fighting Muslims, and therefore they are Christians. And, and I mean they are, but by some very bizarre Timothy McVeigh kind of stretch of the yeah. Christian imagination yeah, are they yeah, yeah. Christians and even they're more radical than that yeah. why would Limbaugh come out in favor of this I there are there's a whole bunch of right wingers who've been yeah. traveling and including missionaries kind of the you know you know the kind you know they go there try to convert the uh, yeah. the heathens and the uh, pagans and along the way they become very sophisticated and they give them stuff. They give them food and clothing and shelter. And they're, they're, these people are very indebted to them for a lot of good reasons. And then they say, and by the way, you got to start cleansing yourself of yeah. the unworthy and the unwashed and all that stuff. And cleansing. This is cleansing. You know, and it's, and it's that sort of benign Christianity, or it's really a colonial Christianity, is really what it is. You know, it's not just to go there and say, hey, this is a good idea. Why don't you try it? They, they say, hey, we're going to. <laughs> We're going to conquer you. That's what we're here to do. And by the way, if you want to kill gay people, it's okay with us. <sighs> yeah. So there you go. So so I uh, rush. Rush, rush. rush. Radar a, technology. Yeah. Speaking of radar technology, speaking, Mike. Speaking of that. That can detect moving objects. The Moving objects now through a wall. They can go through a wall now. This has been developed by MIT researchers. So they can just hold this radar device, and you can have a solid brick wall in front of you, and they can flush people out that way. Huh. So we have something new and exciting. For the police to use. Well, for whoever yeah. is, is the enforcing agent in the, your community. law enforcement. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in your house, you're literally, your home is no longer uh, your castle. No. Once it's They technology. can come by later on and just kind of scan the street just to be sure. Yeah. You know, and, you're in and your house. Yeah. yeah. And you're not engaged in any sort of sexual activity that could be considered uh, abhorrent, abhorrent. I'm having trouble. With Unnatural. Unnatural. Yeah. Unnatural is the word you're yeah, looking yeah, for, Mike. Yeah, exactly. Over the past 10 years, more than 20,000 American children are believed to have been killed in their own homes by family members. That is nearly four times the number of U.S. soldiers killed in Iraq and Afghanistan. Children mal child maltreatment death rate in the U.S. is triple Canada's and 11 times that of Italy. And it's got nothing to do with the amount of guns that we have in this country. I, I don't know. And maybe they don't report them in Italy. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I understand. I don't know how they gather statistics, I but I do not hold statisticians in some sort of godly status. Okay, I, but almost – I understand, and I think that's a very healthy attitude. However, by almost any measure, by any standard, yeah. the United States is one of the most violent, civilized, Western civilized countries, in, if not the most violent in the, in the world. I think that's been established pretty clearly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, I mean, you could talk about some country where there's civil war been but, raging for thirty years. Yeah, that's that is obvious. But violence is dropping all yeah, around the world. It is. That you is know, true. if you if you look at the world as a whole, right? Violence is is decreasing. Yep. And 
for some reason we're at a, we're at a spike here in this country. Maybe we won't be pretty well, soon. Well, violent crime is down. We just all need to chill out. I think. I think. Uh, I th- well, anyway, well, have a brownie and a glass of milk. Hmm? Have a brownie for your glaucoma and have a glass of milk. Uh huh. Now. California's plan to cap greenhouse gas emissions and put a price on carbon is set to take effect in <gasps> at January 1st. Is that 1st. cap and trade? Yeah, cap and trade. Uh, so that's coming right up. In a couple of months, that'll begin. But that's but socialism. The state board first passed the cap and trade program last December. Hmm. But the board, which normally allows its staff to finalize details, took the unusual step of personally tying up the loose ends of the nation's only comprehensive limit on greenhouse gases. So this is first-in-the-nation legislation that's being pushed through by the uh, state board. They're just saying, let's get this thing going. Let's crank this baby up, which I think is a good idea. The law requires the state to reduce carbon dioxide emissions to 1990 levels by 2020. Mm -hmm. The cap-and-trade element covers about 20% of that goal, with the majority of the other reductions coming from limiting the amount of carbon in fuel and requiring more efficient vehicles, renewable energy mandates, and energy efficiency requirements. Yeah. Amen. You know, I will say, California, our unemployment rate is way too high. We've taken a big hit in the economy, in the downturn, and all that kind of stuff. But thank God, thank God we've got some people in charge who are actually trying to do the right thing. I really feel... Very good about the way that uh, we've we've taken on in, in environment and and all, there are all kinds of issues that and it's a Democrat blue it's a big blue state the, yeah maybe the bluest state in the country now yeah. and we're going to reap the rewards as we move forward yeah. we really will so I'm very very happy yeah, we're to hear forward that. thinkers here believe yes, it or not and we're, or we're, not. we're looking not not out for ourselves necessarily and no. a lot of people will have to suffer. No. I mean, that was kind of the whole deal with getting through World War II, wasn't it? You were supposed to sacrifice. That was, you know, suffer we don't want, but sacrifice is good. And I don't don't want to sacrifice it, but but if we have to sacrifice a little now in terms of jobs to help move the nation in a more conscientious way of dealing with their energy needs, then... So be it. If we have to be an example, then that's good. We will sacrifice. I, I couldn't agree more, and I also embrace the uh, the Chinese symbol for crisis is also this the the, uh, the the symbol for opportunity. Yes, and I think that that's what we're in the middle of right now is the opportunity. And thank you. I just got done watching a documentary called Revenge of the Electric Car. Ooh, and, oh uh, yeah, that's and a good I one. really in, feel good about you know California. Yeah. Not, while they're not making a lot of cars here, we we're we're doing things, and there are a lot of good people that are involved in it. And uh, anyway. Making electric good. cars. I feel good. The, the yeah. uh, technology is, uh, I think, centered in Oakland, is it not? I mean, there's a yeah. in that one Oakland plant yeah. there. Well, there's Teslas here. Yeah. And there's a number of other. And by the way. Tesla do, teamed up with Toyota. Uh, did they recently? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, but, but nevertheless. The federal government began. They are still Tesla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got. They raised two hundred and twenty-six million dollars on their stock uh, option or their IP. The uh, and then the government gave them a four hundred and thirty million dollar loan. That feels good about. And also, just just generally, there's a. Uh, by the way, in your comp- your old uh, employer, GM, awesome. I want to get a Volt. I really want to get a Volt uh, car. Oh yeah, I yeah. love the car. Uh, yeah. Every time I, I saw it uh, about two years ago at yeah. the L.A. County, uh, the L.A. County. The uh, sports arena there, uh-huh. you know, in downtown, the convention center. Yeah. Sorry, and uh, loved it ever since. Like the, the styling on Me it, like the concept Me of too. it, and I I do understand that there's electrics to be burned, and that's that's something 
that we need to move in that direction, but we need to conserve. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not that you're going to say to yourself, oh boy, I can travel as much as I've always traveled. Right. The idea is to get something that will drop your, uh, your uh, fuel that you use right. and to use your own conscience to take down unnecessary trips and the amount of energy you're bur- burning. It's not free fuels. Right. Well, it's true. Yeah, we're it's, burning, the, some, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah, and, and but, are we going to have to have another uh, nuclear power station but, to but, order to meet the need or what? I it, hope it doesn't go in that direction. That's all I'm saying. No, no. It, it, That's it, all I'm saying here. It's much, much easier to control pollution and carbon footprint at one source as opposed to hundreds of thousands of sources rolling yeah. around Southern California. Absolutely. So, and, and we will get more efficient and better, and these cars will get better, and the and batteries will get better. alternative energies and, and decrease yeah. our consumption. Right. Would be a excellent. And, and I'm excellent. telling you, the Antelope Valley, I That's know a, this for a fact, the Antelope Valley is basically turning into a solar farm. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. really, they're really exploding. And LA County just came out with a 860 million, 816 mile addition to their bike trails. Wow. A plan that in, over the next 15 to 20 years, 800 more miles worth of bike trails, people are going to get. So we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And All that's right. California. And that's California. So take that, Texas. Yeah. 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 And finally, a 31-year-old Brandon Kelly was arrested after throwing a hot dog at Tiger Woods during a golf tournament. I threw the hot dog toward Tiger Woods because I was inspired by the movie Drive, Kelly said. As soon as the movie ended, I thought to myself, I have to do something courageous and epic. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.